and a warm welcome to Smashing Secrets Feng Shui. We're your hosts. My name is Chloe. And I'm Joe, And we're a mother and daughter duo. This show is for all of those that are interested in Feng Shui, including those with no previous experience, but would like to learn how you can improve your life and your successes even more than you're doing already. That's right. This is the show for you because we're going to be breaking down the secrets of feng shui, making the principles much more accessible. This is so you can make your good luck better and make your bad luck smaller. And we're going to discuss how to do that with all the other interesting facts and features of feng shui and everything in between. I hope you enjoy listening. Hello and welcome back to Smashing Secrets Feng Shui. I'm one of your hosts, Chloe Russell, and I'm joined here by Mum, who is called Joe, but you can call her Mum. How are you, Mum? <laughs> I'm very well, darling. And how are you, my little snotty friend? Yes, I'm great. The reason why I'm snotty, everyone, is because I've got hay fever. And if you're not familiar with the term, I am allergic to plants. It's fantastic. Not all plants, only some that are in season at the moment, hence your hay fever now. Yeah, um, I'm loving how you're moving things on your desk, by the way. It sounds, <laughs> sounds really nice, of, really good the, in my ears. All part of the editing process. No, you can't edit that out, I'm afraid. <laughs> I'm here like scratching my nose, I can hear the scratching in my ears. It's just a wonderful place to be. Itchy, itchy. It is itchy, itchy. Scratchy, scratchy. So I'm here with a smoothie. What have you got? I've got some beautiful green tea. Um, actually, it's milk oolong to mm. all the tea people out there. It's my favourite. I'm enjoying it. It's good. I quite like that one as well. Yeah, it's lovely. Well, you know, like, would you ever have it with milk? No. I mean, have you seen those um, matcha lattes? Yeah, I love those. Do you? <laughs> I just killed my <laughs> my criticism. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love matcha lattes, but I get it with oat milk. Don't you just have matcha on its own? No, I find it too thin. I love it with oat milk. It's so nice and creamy. But if it's made properly, it's not thin. It's only thin if you don't whisk it. Yeah, I prefer it with oat milk. Have you tried it with oat milk? No. It's nice. It's nice. I, can... I had I had a matcha frappe once and I didn't like it. Where was it from? Um, it's not there anymore. It was from a little coffee shop. Okay, well, this speaks louder than words because obviously it wasn't very nice, <laughs> right? That's why they're not in business anymore. Well, so that and, and I asked them to make it without milk. I asked them to do it with water. <laughs> yeah, really? That sounds disgusting. <laughs> it was. So you haven't actually had a matcha latte. You've just, <laughs> the closest you've gone is asking for one without milk. Yeah, but why would you put milk in green tea? In it's fact, nice. You know, do you we know bubble lots... tea? You like no, bubble tea? no. You know what? I never really liked bubble tea until like a couple of years ago. I actually tried it again in like an open mind. I was like, oh, it's actually quite nice. Like you can control, you can say what type of milk you want to put in it. And you can also control how sweet you want it. So you kind of like, you have full control of like but how you, you want it. Why have you got all this, the frog spawn in it? That's disgusting. Well, you, don't, you actually don't, you don't need it. But like you can get, you can get like fruity tea. Like say for instance, like a mango or a peach tea. 
Mm. And then you can like decide how sweet you want it. You can have it with, like no sugar. Or you can have it with, like loads of sugar. But then what makes it fun is you can choose the bubbles that you want in it. But they're basically like you can get some that are like I don't know if it's gelatin, but it's kind of like gelatin on the external bubble. And then inside it's like syrup. So when you bite into it, it's like a tiny, 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 tiny soft pop. And then you've got all this like lovely like peach milky yumminess in your mouth. And then when you like when it pops, it's this is like an advert. Um, when it pops, it's like really like sweet. It's like a it's like a really fun dessert. It's really so it's, good. It's for people that have um, sugar addiction. Yeah, but you can control how much sugar you want in it. <laughs> so for people that don't are really... burst my bubble. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm drinking um, a lovely milky, it's milk oolong, but it's not made with milk. It's actually oolong, which is a type of green tea or a type of tea. Mm -hmm. And after they pick and roll, maybe they don't, maybe they spray it with milk afterwards. Anyway, after it's been picked at some stage during production, they spray it with milk. Do they? Yep. And that... um, then ferments on the leaf, as, as far as I believe. Oh. And that creates the, so the fermented lactose creates that sort of milky caramel flavour without having to add any milk or milk substitute to the tea. So and did you know lactose in it? Uh, probably trace amounts. I think it's the, the fermentation that makes the flavour. Mm. I've really got no idea. To be honest, um, I should read up about it before I wax on lyrically. But um, <laughs> that's a cool phrase. I know it's good, isn't it? Wax but there was on a... lyrically. That's like a band. <laughs> <laughs> what band are you in? Waxed on lyrically. <laughs> maybe it's like you, do, you, do you remember that band, Nightmares on Wax? Yeah, I love Nightmares on Wax. They're good. They're good. Yeah. But I was going to say, in Europe, they use black tea without milk. They drink it just. Yeah. In fact, well, they think we're weird for adding milk to, yeah. to black tea. It's funny, isn't it? Like, I went to France recently, and they had. I asked for an English breakfast and they came back with black tea with lemon on the side and I was like this isn't English breakfast (laughs) (laughs) where's the the milk (laughs) where's the milk why have you given me lemon (laughs) but you know like I don't know like English everyone has their own way of making tea like even within the English culture community there's like everyone has their own way of making tea like some people they will put like the hot water in first, then they put the tea bag in, but then they even put the milk with the tea bag, and that is just wrong. <laughs> I know people that put hot water in the cup first to warm. Wrong. No, no, to warm the cup. What? Then they, yeah. So, say you've got a china cup and saucer. So yeah. if you've been really totally posh, you'll yeah. have a cup and saucer. But they're they're shallow and, and wide open, aren't they? They're not they're not tall and yeah. So they're like they the tea cools down very quickly. So what they do is they fill the cup up with boiling water, and then fill the teapot up with tea and water. Mm. And so while the tea's brewing, in those few minutes, the hot water in the cup is heating the porcelain, heating the china. So then they chuck out the hot water from the cup and pour the tea and the tea stays mm. hotter for longer. That's interesting. It's kind of like when you put a cup in the, fr- like a glass in the freezer, if you want to have it with like a cold beer or something. 
Yeah, I did that, but it, my lip got stuck to the metal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I've never done it since. <laughs> Wait, metal? You had a metal cup? Yeah, You yes. put a metal cup in the freezer? Not me, not me, not me. It was, um, I can't remember, it, I think I was in Thailand and... Um, I ordered a drink and they brought it up in this metal <laughs> container, the glass. It wasn't a glass. It was this metal container, but it was obviously in the freezer. And I thought, great. And so I, <laughs> I poured the beer, Singer beer, my favourite. And um, and yeah, I went to take a sip and my bloody lip, sorry for swearing, my lip. Oh, <laughs> bloody hell. <laughs> Stop it. Don't You've swear. said worse. <laughs> <laughs> but my lip stuck to the um, to Bloody the hell's not the- a swear word. Yeah, it is. It's no, nasty. It's also, we're talking go, about hell. When did you go to Thailand? Oh God, um, I was eighteen, so I was a little sprog. Oh my God! Before, before you were even a yeah. thought in your <laughs> life. <laughs> well, I was, was going to yeah. be more graphic, but yeah, thinking's good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, a long time before. Um, before you made it down. Yeah, down. <laughs> from heaven. Down. Yeah, from heaven. Obviously from heaven, yeah. <laughs> Rather than climbing up that slippery bowl. Um, I'm talking about hell. What are you talking about? Oh, God. Just, just move on. <laughs> Ugh. one having dark thoughts. Oh. I was talking about heaven and hell. I don't yeah, know what you're talking about. I don't want to talk about anything with you <laughs> i'm stuck here for another hour <laughs> um well, i can't believe you went to mean. thailand so what you went you went to china when you were 18 did you go to china yeah then thailand? in the same t- same trip um, how long were you there for about a month i think or really uh, maybe just under a month shouldn't you have been we at went... school no i it was Probably in the school holiday. I can't remember. It's a long time ago. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> I was going to use the B word again, but I thought best not to. But um... <laughs> just say blimey instead. <laughs> blimey how? <laughs> blimey governor. Blimey governor. Um, okay, we're very um, British now. Um, um, yeah, can't wait to edit this. <laughs> so we went to um, um, Macau. China, Singapore, McChicken, uh, Thailand. You ignored that. Uh, I did. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't worthy of my attention. Fuck, <laughs> bring it up um, again. <laughs> it's Macau in China. It's. Uh, I think it's a small. In it might be independent, but I think it's Portuguese. It was when I went. I don't know about now, but it was where and Hong Kong was amazing. But it was where people, the Chinese, would go to gamble. So because they're not allowed to gamble on the mainland, they would go to Macau, and um, it was full of casinos. Although I've never been to a casino, so I've got no ever. idea what that's like. Ever, ever, ever. Oh, I have. Never, ever, ever. Have you? When did yeah. you go to a casino? Um, I went to one in London. Um, what was that like? Um, I feel like, yeah. Did you gamble? No, I think we just went to the bar. <laughs> was it, what was it, cruddy? No, to be honest, I was already like kind of drunk when I went in and then I got oh. more drunk when I was in and then I like left being more drunk. So I'm so really proud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a really blur in my imagination, well not imagining, my my mind. But I remember um, dad saying that he went to a few casinos and he did really well. 
Well, he's got the snakes. Snakes love to gamble. In fact, oh. that brings us back to where we're supposed to be. And we're not doing the snake today. That's next next time. But the one we should be talking about is the is dragon. The dragon. The dragon. So um, when I was in France, I made friends with someone called Marlin, and she was she's from Hong Kong, and she was telling me that on Friday last last week i think it was friday it was in hong kong it was dragon boat day have you heard mm-hmm. of that mm-hmm. yeah and it's so funny like dragons just kept coming up like very like coincidentally on that day like i was wearing a dragon top my friend was wearing a dragon top and um i mean whoever wears dragon tops i mean like i thought that was really weird and it, yeah it, yeah well it's actually your jumper that i was wearing <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was Dragon Boat Day. She was telling me all about it, and I just thought, oh, that's really cool. And yeah, and now and I just thought, oh, then I brought up the podcast because we're going to be talking about dragons soon. And and your current luck pillow. You've just moved into a new luck pillow, which is a dragon luck pillow. That's right. Don't so mess with talk, me. So we can talk about that and about the clashes and combinations. People that love dragons and dragons love these people nice. and then you've also got the sign that's not so keen on the dragon the energy oh. of the dog which brings out a, a quite an interesting um reaction i suppose it's um have this spiritual in fact i mean you have since you've moved into the dragon you, you your luck has changed quite substantially so i wouldn't say it's a, a clash in a in a negative way but it's the 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 combination or the reaction of the star of the dragon and the star of the dog is known as the net of heaven and hell. So that was interesting that we brought up heaven and hell, although you killed it with your... <laughs> Thank you for <laughs> reminding me. <laughs> your disgust, the disgust <laughs> on your face, which I still don't understand. <laughs> oh, gosh. Thank you for bringing that back but, up into the podcast. But people, no, but people that have the dragon and the dog combination tend to be very um, spiritually aware, um, have a heightened sensitivity to um, clairvoyance or clairaudience. Do you know the difference? No, I got ruby <laughs> in my mouth. <laughs> I don't so, know the difference. Well, clairaudience is where you hear spirit. Oh, like so, yeah, but more it could be an internal voice. Do do you do you pay attention to your own internal voice? Oh my god, it's <laughs> so funny you brought that up. That came up in France. Um, yeah, um, yeah. Like my answer is absolutely yes. Um, so I've what actually... what came up in France? What what, what what how did that happen? Um, so funnily enough, uh, you know, okay, so you know, to you. Mm. Um, she's been doing this thing called Morning Pages and it's basically from this book called The Artist's Way and The Artist's Way includes um, every morning you have to write morning pages so that as soon as you wake up you just grab a pen to paper and you just write a stream of consciousness for three sides of A4 paper and it God, can that be... make your hand hurt yeah, well, it's just like it's just like front and back of like basically a sheet and a half of A4 paper, so it's not too much. And and you can also write big if you want, I guess. And so it's the idea is that it's like a stream of consciousness. It can be absolutely anything. It can be um, it can be absolutely anything. You could be actually just saying like, um, I don't know what to say. I'm just scribbling. Like it could be absolutely any stream of consciousness. 
And whilst we were talking about that, she says that sometimes she asks questions and there's something else answering for her. And I was mm. like, oh, that's really interesting because I've had an experience like this before where I've like, I've literally sat in this bedroom, sat on the bed and where I, where I was in quite a dark place, I was like writing myself a question and there was just something else answering for me and I was just writing it out. Like I had no control of what was going on. It was like, it was like I was having, it was like I was having a conversation with somebody else and I was just the the medium to just write it out and it gave me loads of answers what I needed and she said right that you need to hold on to that because that is like that's like a really important thing and I guess it kind of like falls into your intuition and your gut but it's that um yeah it's totally that inner voice and I've been journaling again recently and I've been thinking about doing these morning pages and trying to reactivate that um that part of me because I think there's something really special about that if you can access it. Okay, good. And um, that inner voice in people that have the dragon and the dog in their chart tends to be quite amplified. So it, it in their so for you, you're you've not got it in your four pillars. You've got it in your luck pillar. So that means you're going to have a, a five to ten year influence. And I say five to ten years because we have to look at the heavenly stem, which sits on top to see how that impacts. And for you, it does have unconventional awareness. So we've got Yang Earth over the dragon, and the dragon contains three hidden stems, but the strongest or the most dominant of the hidden stems is Yang is Yang Earth. So mm-hmm. the Yang Earth energy is amplified. So for you, it would be more like 10 years Wow. But it will, it will start to get stronger after the first five years. So it's quite interesting because you have had some extraordinary luck mm. and and manifestation. Yeah, manifestation has been really good recently. Really, mm. really, really good. Yeah. And the dragon is a storage of water. So I'll go into that in a little bit deep of detail. But do you want to tell our lovely listeners your experience in the last few days? Or would you rather just keep that to yourself? <laughs> Um, yeah, I'll share it. Uh, what should I say? What happened? So, yeah, start from the beginning. Start from before you went to France. Okay, okay. <laughs> so, you were, uh, so, you were a- so recently I've started a new job as the communication officer at a organisation called the Thames Estuary Partnership. And I've just been completely loving it. I really love the Thames. Like it's it's a blue mind within London and that is so good for us. And I'm just really resonated with the Thames. And by the way, so the Thames, I know that a lot of people listening will think that the Thames is this really, really grubby river. But it's actually one of the cleanest rivers, uh, like urban rivers, and it's beaming with wildlife. It's even got seals in it, it's got eels, it's got sharks, it's got porpoises. It's just like, the reason why it's got that colour is because it's tidal. So it comes in and out from the sea twice a day. And that's why all that sediment that's just thriving with things like seahorses as well. um, That's all it is, it's just sediment. So it's actually really, really healthy. Anyway, um, part of my job was walking around Wapping because we had meetings there and we're also doing a guided tour. So if anyone that's listening is from London, then you can come on to a tour. Mum, you might be interested. It's about... Definitely. It's about the uh, history of the Thames. It's like about a half an hour or an hour walk. 
And we could just go through the history from like the ice ages that were in London on the Thames, which is crazy, up to um, where we're now, where, we're at, where we are at now. So I was going for this lovely walk around Wapping. And I just thought, you know what? I just really, really love it here. And I just, I just get a really lovely feeling about this place. And also when I was living in Bristol, I, I actually kept daydreaming about walking around in Wapping. I don't know if I told you that. No. Like the thing that I really missed about London was this area particularly because there's just you can just kind of like feel the history like oozing out of like the floor it's something really like it's really peaceful around there as well like considering it's very central and old and so old there's just something really special about it and so I would yeah I was just always daydreaming about this place like I would like say to my friends like oh I just really want to go for like a walk around London I was just like I I know a good place to show you and it was always whopping and then it turns out that we had some meetings in Wapping, which is great. Really enjoyed that because we had them on the Thames in the Hermitage moorings, which is beautiful. Um, and I, I actually had been there before for a meeting for my Greenland trip. So there was like a really lovely feedback loop there. And then I, so I went for this walk around Wapping. And then about a month later, I went to France to go on an artist residency. And then I made friends with someone that I just already mentioned to you and she she happens to live on a boat and I was just like oh that's really cool um I've always wanted to live on a boat and I said where is it she said Limehouse and I was just like oh okay that sounds really familiar and like um she told me where it was and I was like oh yeah like I I know exactly what that is like I really love it around there and then we got to chatting and I just said, like, one of the things that's really important to me right now is that I need to spread my wings and just learn to express myself in my own space. And because I just feel like there's, I just feel like there's something within me that really wants to, like, expand my horizons. So TU's really good at manifestation. And she just said to me, I want to manifest you a flat. And she was just, she just said, like, just tell me all the things that you can imagine in this flat. And um, I would just like, just let me know. So I told her all the things I was kind of imagining. And then an hour later, she was just like, I know this is a bit of a long shot, but there's a few boats down to me. There's someone selling their boat, but there's nobody living in it. And they're just paying for mooring fees. So maybe I can ask her to see if you perhaps could rent there while she's trying to sell it. And I was like, oh, okay. And it was within, within my budget that I told her about. And so she, so she sent me the ad for the boat and that was pretty lovely. And then she, and then I came back from France and I spoke to you about it. And I was just like, oh yeah, like this is, this, this is this, this is that about the trip. It was really lovely. Like these people really resonated with me. And then I said to you, like, yeah, like, would you, would you actually mind just sending a message to the, the boat owner because I've looked up where this location is and it's actually bam right where I really want to be and she sent a text and then this lady texted me within like an hour and then I got she was lovely and then I got a house boat house viewing um a few days later which was yesterday and we've agreed on a move-in date (laughs) it's just easy (laughs) as that and um yeah, just in terms of manifestation, like I've been thinking about whopping just because I feel like there's something that really resonates with me there for whatever reason. Maybe it's something that I'm going to find out in the future. 
And with all my Thames work being on the Thames and all our meetings have been in Wapping as well, which is peculiar. And now, yeah, I'm going to be living on a boat, (laughs) a gorgeous boat. It's called Songbird, which was another strange thing. So in... France, I was recording lots of soundscapes because I'm I'm quite interested in sound as a creative outlet. And uh, one thing that was really resonating with me in France was, because we were on this tiny island, was the birds. There was just like these amazing birds and like all the sounds of the birds was just like absolutely so nice. And yeah, this boat's called Songbird. And I just thought, wow, this is like this crazy coincidence. And I just feel like so many things have aligned to this point. And it's been really easy, which I think is a really good sign as well. Absolutely. And it's in your four pillars. It's in your Barzi. So the timing's perfect. And according to your Barzi, you potentially could be in this situation or a similar situation for the next 10 years. Mm. Yeah. In fact, yeah. So what's your next one after that? Rabbit. That's quite interesting. Yeah, very exciting. And um, should we go into the dragon in a little bit more detail or should we yeah. just spend today's episode talking about you <laughs> i won't i wouldn't mind <laughs> let's talk so, about Chloe. me <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing next week <laughs> well i need to go oh so another thing if <laughs> Everything that I'm talking about to do with tea, but tea was telling me about this Marie Kondo thing. I think that's the thing where you like you go through your belongings and you ask every object that you pick up. You have to say, "Does this bring me joy?" And if it doesn't bring you joy, then you need to get rid. And that's what I'm going to be doing in the next couple of weeks in my storage unit. So that's that. fantastic. So that so space clearing. Yes is really therapeutic and again comes under that dragon energy not for you not for everybody it's to do with resources and unconventional resources because your luck pillar is yang earth and you're a yang metal self-element person Mm. that means unconventional resources so very spiritual but big shifts big moves big changes to your perspective to your home to um, all sorts of things. So resources can have an impact on material things like your belongings, clothing, housing, but it can also relate to education. So you're entering a new phase of your life, which should be very exciting, mm. very spiritual, perhaps a bit unusual. But um, you've astounded me in basically putting out that idea to the universe, just saying this is what I this is this is where I feel very natural, very happy, make it happen. And blow me, within a few weeks, it's happened. Yeah, I know. So that, I believe, is the power of the, the dragon combining with the energies in your chart in a very um, productive and creative way. So I guess what I'm trying to say is be careful what you wish for because obviously <laughs> <laughs> it's you're in fertile ground. So yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, really exciting. I mean, personally, yeah. I love dragons. Love really? them. Love dragons. Um, they combine with three quarters of my chart. So wow. I always have a good relationship with people born either the year, month or day of the dragon. 
I think they tend to be quite charming people, both male and female. They, they're very lucky, generally very lucky. They may get a little bit sticky when they react to somebody with a dog who've carried the dog star either in the day, the month and the year. In fact, do you know any people that are born with a dragon? What years would that be? Um, so the year 2000 was a dragon year. So 2012 was another dragon year. It's James. Uh, James is 2000, wasn't he? James is a snake, 2001. Oh, is it 2001? Yeah. Mm. So other years, we've got 1928, 1988, 1940, 1902, 1904. <laughs> <laughs> that's an old dragon. Yeah. Um, 1964, that's my favourite, favourite, favourite. Why? Because that, because that's a wood dragon and wood, yang wood combines with yin earth and the dragon combines with the rooster and that's my i've always had good um relation not relations that sounds rude but good um partnerships friends with people born with the wood dragon because that combines with my earth rooster very very snugly mm. but also 1916 and 1976 are all dragon years the month of the dragon is april and goes into the first week of May. But what makes the dragon quite exciting is its storage of water. So the dragon has presence. So Earth has an energy that's, that is quite um, significant. So if you think of Yang Earth like a mountain, it would dominate the landscape, particularly a big mountain. Think of Mount Fuji in Japan and all the beautiful artwork and poetry that sort of emphasises that beautiful shape mountain the water inside that will bring that energy to life it makes it so i like earth because earth people that carry a lot of earth energy tend to be very trustworthy and trusting so earth is an energy associated with trust when you add water to that you get knowledge and wisdom and it's it inside the dragon as well is wood so it's, it's so it's like a green mountain, or a, a, or it's very alive, very creative, and these are people that tend to have that spark about them. They they can go through life as if life was just made for them, and they whatever they can think about or or want to manifest or want to attract, they tend to do it quite easily. So that's extraordinary that you've experienced that almost immediately since you've entered that luck pillar that things are happening for you in such a way that you've never experienced before, but it's all very exciting. Mm. I think also the power of the mind can steer in certain directions. So if you're very optimistic, you're more likely to have attract more positive mm, energy. Absolutely. If, if you're a moaner, complainer, pessimist, you're more likely to encourage the more challenging effects. Mm, so yeah. as we mentioned, so we mentioned the dragon has this sort of spirituality towards it with when it's combined with the dog. So for some people, when they have that clear audience, they can have a very unpleasant experience. So we have where people are sort of where you're verging a little bit on the sort of madness spectrum or the insanity or the sort of people get very anxious because that internal voice perhaps, or they may have more than one, like schizophrenia, may have channeling lots of different streams of of energy at the same time, which can be a bit overwhelming. Mm. So 
So for some people, the combination of the dragon dog can be quite scary. And you can have houses that have maybe, uh, uh, if particularly if there's been a trauma or tragedy, because of that earth energy is absorbent. So it, it will soak like a sponge. It will soak in energy, information. So say you're in a property that has this uh, dragon and dog combination. Could be at the so you could have one at the front, one at the back, and that per, and somebody moves in who are sensitive to that energy. They could also have a dragon or a dog or both in their chart. So they could be a little bit heightened sensitivity. The house has got heightened sensitivity. They move into a property. The property has maybe some energy in there that's um, uh, maybe associated with hauntings or poltergeist, something like that. Now I say this with a straight face because I've been to a property in London with exactly this experience. Oh, yeah, you told us about this. Already, have I? I think so, yeah. Well, yeah, and uh, it was extraordinary. And the lady, it seemed to be triggered because the lady who, who was living there had that sensitivity as well. She had the dragon and dog oh. in her chart and the house had the dragon and dog. But I was there when that bottle of champagne flew across the room. It didn't smash, but it, it made us jump. And we were in the room, but at completely the, the other end. Mm. A beautiful apartment, absolutely stunning apartment. But Is this the one in South not, Kensington? Um, no, this was, it was in a square. It was, I can't remember exactly where it was. I think it was, it was very. No, no, it was another one. It was, uh, I can't remember the exact address, but it was one of the most beautiful squares in London. And um, and squares, in if, if, if people are buying property, particularly in London, but there's always good feng shui for you buying a property overlooking one of the green squares. And, um, they just tend to have good energy. But this particular house, and it was a ground floor basement, I think. So it was lower ground. She had a garden. It was a beautiful, beautiful apartment in a beautiful, beautiful square. And inside it was beautiful. But almost immediately you could feel something making your skin prickle. Mm. You could feel that there was something. It, I didn't feel unpleasant there. But I could feel there was an, there was something. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. So scary. And another. Do you remember me telling you about that place in um, Italy when I did the feng shui there? Mm, when, um, in no. San Remo. It was a long time ago, but there was um, property there, which definitely had. That was also a dragon dog combination. Really? But out, yeah, and that was about the only time I actually have been scared really? of something supernatural Ooh. not quite right. Yeah, yeah. What happened? Um, it was a young man, artist, beautiful young man, and outside of the property he was just a very sweet, lovely guy, but very anxious, very worried, very concerned, basically begged me because it was already fully booked. So I was doing talk, doing lectures and talks and workshops and things. And Is that for Feng Shui? Yeah, yeah. And was um, re- already fully booked, but he came and basically begged for us to go and ha- – I say us, it was me and the translator because I don't speak fluid Italian – and basically asked us to go and just have a look. He just said, please help me. So he was very anxious and, and concerned. So when we got to the property, outside of the property, there was a lot of dead 
planting. There were lots of pots that, that hadn't been watered, so the plants had withered and died. The plants in the ground had withered and died. So straight away I was thinking the energy here's not very um, good. It's there's the wildlife, the environment is showing death and destruction mm. and um, emptiness. Mm. And so we go into the property and where the air outside, it was a hot day. It was a summer day in Italy. And so it was very hot, but still, the air outside was still and sticky and clammy. Went into the property and it was almost like walking into a wind tunnel. Really? Yeah, yeah. And it was very dark and um, there were pictures, oil paintings on the wall of Madonna and child. So quite religious but of a woman holding a child and the eyes would follow you. So, yeah, they weren't moving, but whichever angle you looked at the paintings, and I say paintings because there was more than one, the eyes would be directly looking at you. So whether you were standing in front of it to the side. Stressing me out. (laughs) Yeah, the, the image of the painting would connect with you. So... You, so I found myself averting my gaze. I didn't want to look at the painting. I found the painting a bit creepy, yeah. even though it was a, of a beautiful subject, mother and child. I mean, what could be more beautiful? <sighs> but it just felt a little bit sinister. And um, the windows were open. The windows were quite long windows from the ceiling to the floor. It was quite a high ceiling. And the windows were open. And this is in the lounge. And the windows were had heavy velvet curtains and the curtains were waving in the wind in this in this particular room and at at quite a quite I mean they were lift off the ground they were flapping wow yeah so these big curtains let's say it was like being in a wind tunnel in this room and I remember thinking at the time that's weird because literally outside there's no breeze so I was like okay So I look out of the window and we're on a hill and we're overlooking a hospital and a graveyard. So, yeah, so we've got the view of death and sickness and, okay, treatment and people going there to be cured and not everyone's going to pass on, but obviously there were plenty that had because the dominant sort of image was of the gravestones and of the graves and the crypts. So that was this young man's, and he was an artist, so sensitive soul. Mm. That was his view. So I said, so I'm making notes, but at the same time I'm saying to him, well, you know, this isn't ideal. (laughs) You you have to live here. (laughs) And he had not much furniture in this room, apart from this gigantic fish tank. Oh, wow. Except all the fish were floating on the top. They were dead. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, hmm, you know, this isn't good. <laughs> <laughs> might be better if you your, your anxiety might be lessened oh my God. if you remove this fish tank. Yeah. So he was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> so then he said, um, come into, so I'm sort of doing this tour of this house. So he said, come into this, this other room, which was the bedroom. So I go into the room, which is adjacent to the lounge. So it's on the same line. It's not behind. It's not in front. It's on the same. It opens up to the same view, and the windows are open in this room as well. Same size windows, same style curtains, heavy velvet drapes, and the windows were open. Except in this room, there was no wind tunnel. 
this room, the air was still mm. and the curtains were still. The curtains weren't moving. The windows were open in the same as the room next door. But in that room, the windows are blowing like a, a, a gale. But in the bedroom, and I still can't get my head around this, there was no breeze. In fact, the air was thick and sort of stagnant, stale, mm. like it hadn't been... There was no movement. The mm. chi was sort of concentrated. Mm. So I felt creepy. And again, we had another picture, a painting in there with another Madonna and child with eyes following you. And I just felt very uncomfortable. Now, this is when I noticed that the demeanour of the young man, can't remember his name, had changed and now he was quite arrogant and a little bit hostile, a little bit sharp, a little bit not aggressive, but I could feel almost his impatience or his his he he changed. He was he wasn't. Please help me. I really appreciate your help. Please help me. I really need your help. Instead, he was just like like almost hands on hips and sort of, you know, when fellas stand with their legs apart and they're sort of mm. being a bit like that. Mm. He was being a bit like that. And so and the interpreter and I sort of looked at each other and was like, this is weird. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, because I think we all expected, I don't know, it was just, it was like yin and yang. It was going from very contrasting yeah. rooms and they're only a doorway apart. And on inside his bedroom, I can't remember much more about the furniture or anything like that, but there was another doorway in the corner which was closed. So I, I sort of went to go open the door. And as I'm approaching the door, I think he was talking to the interpreter. I can't remember, but I think he had his back to me. So he didn't really see me until I got to the door. And as I opened the door... He shouted at me, don't go in there. No. He shouted at me in English. Really? Shut the door. Yeah, shut the door. Don't go in there. Oh, my God. Yeah. And so I literally sort of stuck my head in and pulled out again. But within those few seconds, what I saw will never leave me. What was it? Basically, all right, I'm really sorry to everyone listening because it's so gross. He'd used his excrement, that's poo. Yeah to make markings of symbols and no. strange shapes all over the walls, no. the floor and the ceiling. No. Yeah. In poo. No. Honestly, I could not get out of there quick enough. Oh, so my God. That's when I got really scared. And yeah. he, by this time, was aggressive. He was angry. He was like, I told you not to go in there. And I just sort of backed away. And I just sort of said to the chap I was with, um, Alexandro, I think we should go. And now I've got a headache so I feel like my head's pounding. I've got tension in my... And I mean, it could all be psychosomatic. It could be because I'm shocked. I'm uncomfortable. My adrenaline's pumping. I really want to get out of there. I don't know who this guy is. He could be crazy. He could be violent. There's all, you know, it's, all these things are happening in seconds. And so we left and the young man came with us. And the minute we left the apartment, the minute that front door was closed, he reverted back to, please, can you help me? Please, can you help no. me? Yeah, yeah. And um, and I, the headache stayed with me actually for a couple of days. And in, in fact, I went off to have, when I got back to the UK, 
I went to a Buddhist uh, temple for a blessing and and that helped. But it wasn't until I went to France when I went on that retreat, that Tai Chi retreat in Pluri, which was again all run by Buddhists, that um, I and we we had um, we were part of the ceremonies and rituals they were doing at the time, and I um, had this sort of sense of something wanting to come out. Wow! So I, yeah, this was this was this was in two thousand one. That was a really powerful year. That was a snake year, and um, and after the 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 monks had done their ritual, I had to run out of the temple and because um, like, I'd lost a really dear friend that year as well. So there was a lot of emotional building up. I remember I, I that felt, year. Yeah. And I had to run out and um, found a little quiet bit well away from everyone else. And I just let out this enormous sound. I mean, it, was, it's, it wasn't a scream. I suppose you could call it a scream or a roar but it was like belly deep and it just came up and out and it went on and on and on. And and after that, I just felt cleansed. So mm. I think whatever emotions or fears or whatever I'd picked up during that trip to Italy had sort of wanted to come out. And the, I think the Buddhist ritual or cleansing thing, which was for everyone, it wasn't just for me, must have really changed the energy and so that energy had to come out and it did and then I I was fine but it it was an extraordinary time where you sort of think actually I can see how possession occurs I can see that there is this very real effect of of energy in different layers and so the dragon even though I don't have the dragon or the dog in my chart I've been subjected to its its um, its various forms, I suppose. So you so I think it is important to be aware of your thoughts and aware of your environment because not all environments are going to be the same. There, in fact, it, just like fingerprints, every property and every landscape is going to have its own unique blueprint. And if you can align yourself with with something that works for you then that's where the feng shui can be really powerful and really exciting and and you can have extraordinary good results. But if it, things are a little bit off-centre, it could take longer. I know that from where I've done feng shui myself, I've had I've achieved the results I wanted, but I've also had side effects. Do you remember when we were in Fulham? Yeah, the water and we thing. Would, yeah, yeah. And even here in this property where... Um, I was sitting in the north, even though I had good stars in the north, that's water. My water energy is super strong, so I didn't need any more, and it made me very emotional and very changeable. So feng shui is, can be extremely sensitive, but it can also take a little while to, before you notice things. But the energy of the dragon, I think, is very powerful. You've got that yang earth, like the mountain, same as the dog. The dog's got that dominant yang earth. Now, in period nine, yang earth is going to be very, very, very lucky, one of the very lucky energies. And um, and I would imagine that the power of the dragon and the dog will be amplified during this um, next period, which starts in 2024. That story was crazy. I know. Wow. That's yeah. just so messed up. <laughs> was the were the symbols satanic? To be honest, it was a long time ago, so it was like 20 odd years ago, but it was um 
they weren't symbols I recognised. They were very, uh, I remember just getting little glimpses of them now, little flashes of them, but they, I can't remember, I didn't, I didn't know what they meant. Uh, just remember looking, Did it thinking. Smell? I can't remember. I just knew this was wrong. Was it a big room? No, it was, I think it was white tiled all over. Can't remember the ceiling. I know it was white. Everything was white apart from these symbols that were made of poo. You you could, because they sort of, they were concentrated around the toilet, but they sort of spread out. But I mean, to get on the ceiling... Must have taken some effort. Jeez. Yeah. How funny that you went to a um, France, like I went to an artist residency, which you can call a retreat, and you went to one as well in France. Yeah, yeah. It's Loved funny. it. Yeah. That would be my dream, actually. In fact, I'm going to speak to... Um, to you. To, to you. Is it to E or to you? To you, to you. So I'm going to speak to to you and see if um, she can help me with my... Um, yeah. Big dream manifestation. Yeah. I'm hearing a lot about manifestation. Are you? Yeah, definitely. It's like a real buzzy word right now. Yeah, for sure. Seems to be everywhere. Mm. Did I come with you on that? Um, that Plurry. Yeah. Because I came with you on a Tai Chi retreat, and I'm just wondering if it was that. I feel like it was. Was Faye, Faye and Faye. Don't th- I don't think you were in that one. I think you went to another one, which was near Switzerland. Oh. Yeah, because the the other one we went to, we were there was lots of forest. Do you remember we walked in the forest? Um, oh no, are you thinking about the one where you did the witchy stuff? No, no, That's that was one. another one. Yeah. Wow, we've done a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Sign up to our newsletter. <laughs> well, we are we talk in talks now about doing another. Feng Shui workshop just for the day. Yeah, this is an online one, a Zoomy one. Yeah, we're thinking like August time, but Mum's going to be doing a workshop, which is very exciting. Yeah, well, actually, it was one of our listeners. Um, Can I say her name, Krista? I guess so. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) beautiful lady, and um, we sort of we were chatting, and then she's she's sort of put the wind in our sails, hasn't she? Mm. So. Thank you, Krista. Yeah, she came through the mini reading feature, which you can find on our website. And you just put in your date and time of birth, and then you can go into our list of mini readings for the podcast that we do. But mm. Mom didn't know that that feature was for the podcast, <laughs> so Krista emailed her date of birth and time and whatnot, and Mom worked for about two hours sending a reply. <laughs> most certainly an actual mini reading to her and she sent it she was like done and I looked on the emails I was like mom it's for the podcast and she was like oh <laughs> I feel good though and I was like well that's good so and then that's what that's what made the conversation about the workshop so what you did actually created manifested something that we were talking about like a day before which was to for mm. you to do workshops for you to be doing artist residencies so I would love that wouldn't do you think if we had a beautiful environment where 
there were people could have little cabins, maybe converted stables, or maybe if there's a forest and we do some beautiful little tree houses and cabins, yeah. and then people could come together, have communal meal, have lectures or artists, writing retreat, tai chi, yoga. Yeah, so nice. Definitely. So nice. So good. Dream, dream, dreaming, dreaming. I'm dreaming. Well, we've um, right. rattled on f- about all our stories, which I'm sure people <laughs> did enjoy. <laughs> okay, so let's go back to the dragon quickly. Love that before chair we... <laughs> so <laughs> much. Should I do it in my chair? No, you want one that does this. <laughs> Is it creaking? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's so, run through the different dragons, shall yeah, we? Let's do that. Because I've not really spoken about the characteristics or the abilities or the characteristics have I said that yep so we've got okay <laughs> so we've got five <laughs> moving on quickly we've quick, got quick, quick, five, quick, quick. five different dragons so five different dragons we've got the five earth dragon ones. yeah 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 because there's five different elements did okay. you know that wow <laughs> <laughs> so you've got Crazy. the earth dragon so very strong, very grounded, very earthy. You've got the metal dragon. The uh, earth of the dragon will support the metal. So the metal becomes a little bit more dominant. That becomes the sort of stronger effect. And that can be um, emphasising respect, actually, because metal is the energy that tends to be the most associated with the word respect. So metal dragons would certainly conjure up that feeling mm. water dragons emphasizing wisdom knowledge and wisdom that as we know there's hidden water inside the dragons so they tend to be quite knowledgeable inquisitive curious anyway and when they've got that added water on top that then the, the things of intelligence and research go overdrive wood dragons um, as i mentioned earlier my faves they've got that action orientated but they're also happy go lucky and um, can be a little bit demanding, but coupled with the yin earth rooster, such as myself, I bring out the best in them, or people of that year will bring out the best of people of the wood dragon year. Are you not paying attention? What are you doing? Um, I think the cat's about to throw up. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Thanks, Theo. Yeah. <laughs> and then we've got fire dragons, and the fire of the heavenly stem will support the earth of the earthly branch, making the dragon energy that bit stronger. And then... We also have the combinations. So dragons will combine with roosters, as mentioned before, resulting in more metal. So better communication and more elevated status on both, more respect, I suppose, generated on both sides. And they combine also with monkeys and rats that you get a triple harmony effect. Oh, that's you as well, isn't it? Yeah. So that's where real magic happens. And what they they have this sort of spooky effect with uh, people born with the dog. There's also an interesting combination I was reading about this morning with people born of the snake, which um, is a little bit sort of not it's not my um, the first thing I'd look for. I'll be honest. 
but people born in the snake um, can combine with the dragon and have an auspicious relationship as the snake's sense of humour tempers the dragon's pride. And that's according to Master Kwok Man Ho. And it seems that there's uh, admiration, equal admiration on both sides. Cool. Yeah, but if you've got somebody born with lots of earth energy, so say they've got the goat, such as you actually. Yep. The goat, the dog. Yep. Maybe also the ox. There could be a little bit more resistance because the earth energy, so things slow down maybe. But for you, I've yet to see that because you've literally entered this luck pillar and it's shaken things up in quite a profound way. Oh, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. So, any queries or questions, or should we go into the mini reading? I know we've raced through dragons, so apologies to all the dragon people out there. <laughs> <laughs> we digressed. <laughs> but, Have I got um, any questions? Uh, we've gone through the years that they're born, the elements, the clashes and combinations. No, characteristics? I feel, yeah, I feel like we've kind of nailed it. Okay, well, I wouldn't go that far, but... <laughs> we've, All right. We've, we've, we've mentioned it. Nice positive affirmations. <laughs> you nailed it. Well, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> well, I think, How I far think would we, you go? <laughs> About a metre. <laughs> we should have... We should have um, spent a little bit more time on the energy of the dragon but but then in funny ways by us going off circuit a little bit and talking all, about us yeah it was all kind of like about dragons. dragony yeah dragons and dogs. well they're mythical spiritual signs and there's a so the 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 ones that have this mythical magical spiritual energy are um dragons snakes and rabbits, rabbits. yeah see i'm good and yeah, you are. And yeah, I know. that's interesting because um not at all conceited at all. But, um <laughs> is <laughs> is the mini reading we have has lots of spiritual energy. Not so much in the format of the dragon, mm. but actually it does have or this lady, I should say, this lady's chart does have lots of magical, mystical elements to it. Tell us the date, Bob. Tell us about it. Okay, so this lady it was born on the 12th of September, 1999, at two minutes past midnight. So they only yeah? just became that date. Yeah, two minutes in. And what we have is a combination of yin earth over the earthly branch of the rabbit for her year of birth. So not immediately um, um, easy, if I'm honest. So we've got the wood energy pushing up against the earth. So there's a little bit of resistance and that could come through in her childhood. Let's have a quick look. Fire. So actually her luck pillow we had... We've got, oh, but that started when she was eight. So what would have been before that? Yin water over the monkey. So there could have been um, a little bit of some, it's not obvious because her luck pillar starts from the age of eight, but not to eight could have been, um, could have been a bit tricky for her. So looking at the year, going back to that, we've got yin wood pushing against earth. So um, just like the bulb underground is is expanding and growing as the season of spring explodes, that earth energy is being pushed. 
the wood energy is pushing forward. That wood energy for her is unconventional resources. And then from the age of eight to 18, there would have been some more um, additional energy, which is much more compatible, much more loving and supportive, practical energy, grounding energy. So I'd be, be quite interested if she wants to talk to see what happened before not to 8 because it looks like there's quite an unusual pattern of energy there. So her year of birth, not so easy to navigate, but the month of birth, much, much easier if we just look at the month. But then I can see a reaction. So we've got yin water over the energy of the rooster. Now, the rooster, even though it's a wealth star for her, it does react to her unconventional resources. So we've got this spiritual energy of the rabbit, which can be, normally rabbits can be very flexible and creative and healing and magical. But it's been attacked, if you like, by that rooster energy. So the rooster is a sharp metal energy and has the ability to cut the wood element. So we have to look at that. I would recommend, um, a bit difficult actually, I would definitely like to look at her flying stars, her feng shui, and see if um, if we can help her there. Because she's got unconventional, she's got two rabbits. Her day of birth is yin fire, very soft, gentle energy, romantic energy, but alert mind. And that's strong because it's on top of the energy of the rabbit. So she's got the day of the rabbit and the year of the rabbit, but she's got the month of the rooster. And bless her, she's got the hour of the rat. So we've got a couple of self-penalties, a couple of self-harms. And that can be seen with the energy of the rat and the rabbit, the rat and the rooster, the rooster and the rabbit. So there's a couple of challenge. not, I don't want to, plants seeds of, of ill will, but there's there's or, or concerns or anything like worries. So the rooster tends to worry. So I don't want to make her worry anymore, but there's lots of changes. And so there's this strong energy to do with creation and artistic imaginary stuff. But there's also some tension spots. There's one in the year, one in the month, one in the day, one in the hour. Lots of wealth and prosperity, lots of um, unusual activity. She's only young, so her current luck pillar is now also unconventional resources. She's got yin wood over the energy of the pig. The pig combines with the rabbit, making the energy of the wood stronger. That wood energy is all to do with her resources, home, um, experiences, education, as I say, quite artistic, creative energy. But we've also got a clash with the yin water and the yin fire. So maybe she's got a lot of responsibilities, lots of things on her mind. So how can we help her? Well, for health, I would look at supporting the dragon. But then again, I would also look at adding the dog for relationships and for business. And then we've got that pattern again. And after today's podcast, I don't think she's going to want to do that. With the dragon and the dog, the monkey could be useful because the monkey will help with um, wealth and prosperity, help with relationships, help with career. 
but it doesn't nourish the wood energy, uh, the fire energy. It's, it's actually taking more from her yin fire. But she does have lots of resourceful energy. So maybe there's a couple of different angles we could look at. I would really like to look at her feng shui and, and, and if, if she's up for it, I'll be happy to do a proper reading because this is quite a complex chart. There's not um, there's not a lot of sort of um, easy angles to this chart. So, for example, if we look at enhancing one aspect, it could put a little bit of pressure on one of the others. So this would need a little bit more, a deeper, perhaps, uh, analysis of, of the environment of our home. But basically, the wood energy, so living in a, in a very natural environment, will give her more strength and stamina. If she were to have uh, in an urban area, so living in a city with lots of earth and metal, noise, traffic, that sort of thing, will give her better business and wealth possibilities. If she were to live near the ocean or a stream or a lake, that could have an, a, a positive impact on her relationships, but also her mind. That's where your blue mind comes in. She's got wealth aspects strongly indicated in her 30s, but also later in her life in her, after retirement. So this is quite an interesting chart full of ups and downs, but in a very mystical way. She, the, the rabbit and the rooster and the rat are all known as flowers of romance or um, very pure energies. So I should imagine she's a very open person. She probably has a very heightened intu intuition and sensitivity. She's probably empathic. She's probably a very good communicator. And um, maybe sort of somebody like your friend who's um, got this ability to do extraordinary things, like your friend Tiu or Tui, who Tui. can, Tiu, who can um, make almost magical things appear because this is quite an unusual chart. The yin fire is like the emperor. So where the yang fire, so yin fire relates to the mind, the soul, um, the in the heart, that heart energy. So where the pericardium is the energy that pumps, that makes the heart do its work, yang fire, yin fire is that soul energy, that intuitive energy, and that's very strong in her chart. The energy, in fact, the energy in her chart, the majority, is very pure. But there, it's not without its own ups and downs, that's for sure. And then I look at her next luck pillar, we've got yang fire over the energy of the rat. Very dynamic. So um, she's got more people coming into her life, more power and status. But it's, again, fire and water. We know those energies are not openly compatible but they would need to support them is some wood to sustain to um, sustain the fire and to draw up the water because fire moves up water moves down so we need something a medium there to to help a bridge she has that but we know that the rat doesn't sit easily with the rabbit it brings out a self penalty 
And we know that the rat doesn't sit easily with the rooster, brings out another self-penalty. Now, because my chart's quite similar, I do understand how those self-penalties can can have an effect. And it may be it's having the same impact on her. Hmm, so dragon and dog energy, I'd definitely look, like to look at the um, environment and see what she has in those parts of her home where the dogs naturally sits on the 24 mountains and where the dragon naturally sits because if they are the main entrance that's going to amplify that energy but if they're in a storeroom or a part of the home that's not used very often then their in, um, impact will be squandered so this lady if she wants to get in touch I'd love to have a chat and just see what we've got going on in the feng shui. And if, if there's room for improvement, would she like me to do some feng shui? In fact, I'd even say I'd be happy to do it for a very, very, very reduced rate <laughs> because I'm really curious. Cute. Yeah, yeah. It's not an easy chart there. Well, thank it's you an for interesting looking into one. that. Yeah, very well, interesting. Well, I don't, I don't feel I've given her much advice, which is why um, I'd like to chat with her because I think there is advice there, but it's um, I think it would be a two-way street rather than me sitting on my soapbox and preaching to the skies. Mm. Interesting. Okay, so that's an unusual podcast for today. <laughs> yeah, very unusual. <laughs> Brilliant. I was actually thinking when you were chatting just then, you went through a dragon lock pillar, right? Yeah. And I was just thinking that during that period, okay, yeah, during that period, how old was I? That was um, that was about 20 years ago, wasn't it? So you would have been a young, young little thing. How old? Oh, how old eight? were you? Eight until eighteen. Yeah. Okay. That's when I was poor. We're not all together, but that's when you had big shifts at school. Yeah, that period for me, eight to eighteen, I went through loads of trials and tribulations, and it was also at when home. yeah, and it was also when I had like encounters with ghosts. And I've not had oh. that since that period, to be honest. And I'm just wondering if it had something to do with the energy that surrounded you, because I was always with you during that time, how that washes off, you know, like parent to child look pillars. It was just the fault. Mm. Yeah, that's an interesting thought, because the as I say, the dragon does combine with lots of stars in my chart. But I had a metal dragon and metal dragon is unconventional resources for me. So that was an unusual energy for me. And That's when the, Dickie was around as well. Yeah. And the dragon combines with my partnership, my, my monkey, um, combines with my character, my personality, with the rat, and combines with the rooster. But there were the... Uh, the overall combination would be to increase after everything would be to massively increase the water energy but because my water energy is already so strong it wasn't the best combo that was the time when lots of things happened so yeah, yeah so but not all favorable i yeah. needed outlets but i was writing books then 
that's when I did a lot of my my writing. Oh. So is I that did, when you uh, did your Open University as well? Yeah, it would have yeah, been. Yeah, 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 yeah. So lots of energy to do with academia and um, and emotions, actually. Strong emotional fear, water, fear. But that's when I, I did get poorly during that time because it was just extreme energy, extreme energy. Mm. And um, water is the reproductive organs. But I don't want to talk about that. We've done all that. I was quite poorly during that time as well. Well, you're only young and you there was um, you had the I mean, the school was lovely, but you had some some yeah, characters that would have been from Serge or Lily up until Lady Margaret school. Mm-hmm. Now everybody knows what schools I went to. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but there was there was some strong dynamics of, of, of um, yeah, energy. absolutely. Yeah. That's why mm-hmm. I just thought, um, yeah, it's interesting if you maybe the luck if you hang out with someone if it's a partner or if it's a family relative if you're constantly with them do you begin to get absorbed into their luck pillar and they to you yeah 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 yeah, yeah. that's quite interesting yeah, yeah. food for thought okay yeah well thank you for listening you lovely listener and thank you <laughs> to mom for her stories thank you to me for my stories and as ever you can find us on social media and our website our website is brand new it's shiny go and check it out you can interact with it you can put in your date and time of birth and then we'll put you into a list and then we can do mini readings you can find out the services mum does i'm gonna i think i need to set up a way that i'm basically gonna make us a newsletter and you can sign up to the newsletter so you can hear about all the exciting things like workshops that are going to come up that's super fun you can find and, us uh, we're going to look at monthly flying stars so we can give people advice so that they can use feng shui at home themselves every month we'll give a, a, a new forecast so we'll do that on the newsletter mm-hmm. um we could even do a little min- mini um update for every sign let's see let's see what people want first um right now it's a blank canvas so any requests any thoughts any ideas all gratefully received that's what um crystal was quite good for she gave us loads of pointers and that was really this useful. is amazing yeah, it was all really angels useful. have wings yeah absolutely so yeah thank you so much for listening and i hope that you've enjoyed the show and all the anecdotes that came with it and 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 my brain just went I swear there's meant to be a C in there. And 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 I can't say it. I think it's uh, um I think it's time to go now. <laughs> Anecdotes. Anecdotes. Anyway. Um <laughs> love you all. Find us on Smashing Secrets, Smashing Secrets Feng Shui. Uh, we're on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, I think we're on Facebook and YouTube. We don't really use those too much. We are also on all streaming platforms, as you probably know, because you're listening to us on it. And email smashing secrets at outlook.com. Website is smashing secrets.com. How about that? I got a new domain, everyone. Smashing secrets.com. Now, how good does that sound? Yeah. Excellent. You're yeah. excellent. I uh-huh, love you. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you too. Okay, I'm desperate for a wee as of like half an hour ago. Okay, I'm going before you. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Mom, stop getting. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
god thanks for listening everyone bye